This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, July 7th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. I am back after a respite. I was in the nation's capital for a wedding. Thankfully, my nephew is a Buckeye and married a Flyer. I will be back a year from now for my niece to get married. She is also a Buckeye. Unfortunately, She is marrying from someone up north, and if Ohio State loses the game this year, my speech at that rehearsal dinner will be much different than the one I just gave. I am really counting on the Buckeyes. That will be terrible. I can't even fathom that. What I can fathom is tremendous coverage today of recruiting with the best in the business, the Bill Curlick, the Mark Porter. You can see him on your screen. If you are watching live on YouTube, Twitter, and the Book of Face, do all the likes and the stuff like that we need. If you're listening to the podcast, give us a five-star review, etc. Guys, we are back. It's been a week for me, so I'm catching up. I guess the news of the day, Bill, you're going to have to take down that shrine in your house to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> uh... The Browns move on, and good for Baker. He, he's uh, getting his chance again. It reminds me of that scene from Moneyball when they tell Giambi, they're paying you 20-some million to play against them right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, they play, I think the Browns are paying uh, yeah, Baker to come back and play against them, 20 million. As my grandmother said, rich or poor, it's nice to have money. So we will – not talk about Baker Mayfield here. We will instead talk about a much more uh, enjoyable outfit. That is your Buckeyes on the trail. Bill, when we last left off, we were talking a lot about Jason Moore. At the time, it was more of a Notre Dame vibe from some. Since I left, things have changed, and he's going to be committing soon. How optimistic should we be? Like I've said, there's been a crystal ball from yourself. Steve Wolfong joined the fray, and my common refrain is if you and Steve have crystal balled him, there's a very good chance he's enrolled already. But I exaggerate. Let us know the latest on Jason Moore and just how optimistic we should be. Well, um, you missed one guy in there. That would be uh, none other than Tom Loy, who is a Notre Dame guy who crystal balled him to kick things off to Ohio State. And and I've, I've been saying for quite some time that it's going to be Ohio State or Notre Dame. 
I didn't crystal ball him to Notre Dame. Uh, some others had him there just because I knew he had his Ohio State official visit to go yet. And uh, I thought, you know, I know how Ohio State does on these official visits. They do extremely well. Uh, that official visit, I feel, put the Buckeyes over the top. And that's why I crystal balled uh, Jason Moore to Ohio State. And um, it's last I checked, I think uh, four crystal balls. Brian Doan, our East Coast guy, also crystal balled him to Ohio State. So uh, I think everything looks promising. He will announce at 7 p.m. on Sunday. So we'll be tuning in and, and see what his announcement is. But obviously, uh, the four of us like Ohio State in this one. Mark, he is from the same high school as Chase Young in the D.C. area, DeMatha. It's always, I mean, you want to talk about a Glenville pipeline. I'm not saying we have a DeMatha pipeline, but you certainly want to get some uh, fuel from that spot. He is also of great bloodlines. I always say this. His brother was, if you watch the uh, NCAA tournament, his brother was the leading scorer in Villanova who tore his Achilles that everyone remembers. So you're getting a guy with uh, some athletic pedigree, and some great traits. Do you see him as long-term defensive tackle, defensive end, or just throw him out there and let him do what he does? Yeah, I think you throw him out there and let him do what he does. He was so versatile on film. And to back up a step, I think some of the best films I broke down this year were from the defensive end position that Ohio State has offered. I mean, they've offered some truly freakish-looking defensive linemen, defensive end guys with an edge presence. And this was one of the best they've offered. He had the versatility where he could line up and end, play five technique, come off the edge, go inside. He has a big body that's long. Uh, I really, on his film, he pretty much dominated from every aspect of the game. But definitely one of the best prospects Ohio State has offered. And keep this in mind, he plays at DeMatha, which plays you know as good a schedule as uh, as you can possibly play. So in terms of quality of competition – there's no question there that what you see on tape is likely to transfer. Um, let's talk about another couple of guys. Most of the questions on here that we've gotten this morning, Bill, are about Troy Bowles. I'll throw one up here just to, for ha-has. But, um, you know, originally I think there was a, are we going to get Troy Bowles or Tackett, Tackett Curtis vibe? Um, obviously. There was a time here recently where I really thought Bulls was kind of out of the mix, and he came and visited, did a top three. Um, not super optimistic, Bill, but kind of bring us up to speed on those two studs. Well, Troy Bowles announced yesterday that he will have his commitment announcement on July 16th, and uh, he did have a really good visit to Ohio State uh, the weekend of June 24th. Now, having said that, I'm still not particularly optimistic that he's going to end up at Ohio State. I think I think Troy Bowles will, as things stand right now to me, I think he ends up at Georgia. But, you know, we'll see. He he, he has played things, you know, clo pretty close to the best best overall. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just think right now Georgia uh, would be my pick if I was going to make a pick. I'm just not ready to do that quite yet. In the case of Tackett Curtis, you know, I do have a pick in for Ohio State for, for him. He made official visits to Ohio State, Georgia, and USC. You know, I think um, – I'm sorry. He made official visits to Ohio State, Wisconsin, and USC. And those are his final three, Taggart Curtis. Um, I don't think any of them are necessarily out, but I think it's more of an Ohio State-Wisconsin battle. 
But again, I don't think any of them are necessarily out. He hasn't said exactly when he's going to announce his decision, but uh, he has indicated it'll be in late July. So that's, you know, not the too distant future. And right now, again, I I have him crystal ball to Ohio State, so we will see. All right. The other name we get the most questions about, we even chatted a little bit about this, a little bit about this before the show, and that is Caleb Down. So let's knock that one out quickly here. Yakov 22, Rivals Future Cast has both Jason Moore and safety Caleb Downs at 100% to Ohio State. Let's hope that Rivals Future Cast is accurate. What does Bill say? Uh, to begin with, I would say that at one point, the Rivals Future Cast had Darren Reed 100% to Ohio State. And of course, we know that uh, Darren Reed committed to LSU. Um, I think that in the case of Downs, and I've been saying this for quite some time, uh, that there are three schools that are really, I think, in the mix for him. But I think Ohio State is one of the two, so to speak. He either stays in the South and he goes to one of either Georgia or Alabama. I think Alabama may have a slight edge there. Or he goes to Ohio State. Ohio State is not number three in this race. They are number one or they're number two going against the two Southern schools. Um, right now, if I absolutely had to pick, uh, I would go probably with Ohio State as the pick. But you talk about play things, playing things close to the vest, that would be Caleb Downs. Uh, he has really done a good job of playing it close to the vest. And you know, I, I've got some sources in Georgia that I that are great sources that they do not know where he is going, that uh, it could be any of the three in their opinion. And, and we'll see. But if I, again, if I had to absolutely make a pick right now, I would probably go with Ohio State for Downs. So Downs having those three schools, I guess when it's Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State for you, you can have as much leverage as you want. You're basically the Kevin Durant at that point of college recruiting. Mark, you've seen Caleb on on tape, and uh, we've talked about it, but you feel he backs up the hype? Yeah, he's one of the guys that backs up the hype, and and tons of hype surrounding him. He's almost a a board favorite. I'd like to say him and Tacka Curtis are a couple guys that – the boards fall in love with, and rightfully so. They have films that justify that type of hype. They're the type of players that get fan bases excited to get. They think those guys can come on the field, make a difference, make uh, splash plays, plays that aren't in the normal routine of your you know daily grind. I mean, that, that really make the crowd go wild, and Downs does all that stuff. He's versatile, versus the run, pass, physical. Uh, at safety, he brings it, as you would say. And he's the modern type of safety, too. I don't think he's not Roy Williams from Oklahoma back there. You know, he can cover and complete the run. Go ahead, Bill. And if they are to get, if they do get downs, you know, if you look at that group in the secondary that Perry Eliano and Tim Walton have recruited, that's a tremendous group. If they happen to get downs, they will have three safeties in Caleb Downs, uh, as well as Malik Hartford from Westchester, Lakota West High School, who I think is is just a missile. I think he's really good. Uh, and then they have Cedric Hawkins from Florida. You know, that would be a tremendous trio of talent there uh, to go along with the four cornerbacks they have. And, you know, they, they have the, the four cornerbacks they got were all top of the board guys that they really, really wanted. And they got them all. Um, so, you know, you look at that group 
it, it, it's just a tremendous group. If they can add downs to it, you know, you're looking at just a super haul in the secondary for Ohio State. Also nice to see newer guys on the staff hit the ground running and uh, show they can trade punches on the trail, which is obviously happening and in, in great fashion. Yet we all have our veterans like Larry pulling it off as well. All right, we're going to take a quick break here for the podcasters and come back because we've got so many good questions that have basically are hitting on all the topics I had anyway. So we'll take a quick break and come back. Okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And there's your break. Okay, I'm just going to start knocking out these questions, and they are good. Both of you guys. We'll start with Bill, and then we'll move to Mark. Bill, Yakov 22 is on fire today. Do you think <laughs> with, the co- with the coaching change, uh, I assume he means the addition of Justin Fry, with the coaching change, Ohio State's fortunes with highly ranked out-of-state offensive tackles may change, meaning will we have a better chance to recruit big-time offensive linemen outside the state with Justin Fry in charge? Yeah, I think I think that it it, uh, it it can happen definitely, and in fact, it can happen sooner rather than later. Because right now they have a they have a great tackle that nobody's talking much about because he committed so early, and that's what happens when you commit early. Sometimes you don't get as much talk just because you committed early, and that of course is Luke Montgomery. I mean, he is an outstanding offensive tackle, and that's exactly what they are planning to play him at. They've told him tackle. They haven't told him right or left necessarily. He kind of feels like it'll be left, but they've told him, uh, Justin Fry has told him he sees him as a tackle. Uh, And the kid looks great. I mean, you know, Mark will test this. We saw him at camp at Ohio State. He he just looks great right now. Um, He's six foot five. He's 200 and I think 75 pounds now. Does not look, I mean, he looks good, not sloppy. Mm-hmm. So they got one outstanding offensive tackle. If they can finish it off uh, with Olas Alanen from uh, the East Coast, who they have a very realistic chance to get, and then Miles Walker, who I have crystal ball to Ohio State, that will be an outstanding trio of offensive tackles. Um, if they don't do it this year, I think they will next year, but they've got a real chance to do it this year. Mark, anyone in state that we should really be focused on for that position? You know what? Uh, 23 is pretty much done. And just to reiterate what Bill said about Luke Montgomery, of all the guys that Ohio that Ohio State took, Luke Montgomery is the guy who stretched out from the last time we saw him. That's the best way to put it. You just looked at him and say, oh, he hit a little growth spurt there. Maybe that's why they're leaning towards him at tackle. They see the length is now there. He's always had the footwork athletic ability. Uh, the Buck Leonard's question about, like, will Justin Fry be able to recruit on a national level? I'm just going to reiterate what exactly what I said last week when Dave Biddle was here. Uh, talking to Justin Fry, he gives you the same young and fun and hip vibe as a Luke Fickle, as a Matt Campbell, 
as these young guys that are tearing it up on the national scene because they have a young, fresh perspective. And not that Justin Fry is this young coach, but younger than maybe the last guy and not the bang on last regimes. All these guys are quality coaches, but Justin Fry definitely brings a different vibe to offensive line recruiting as a guy who fits those molds of the guys that are real popular right now. And I know it's kind of cliche to say young and hip, but that may be what Justin Fry has on a national level that will help him bring in bigger recruits or recruits that are going to be harder to land, especially in the NIL days. And Luke Montgomery also was quite the hooper as a youngster and will actually put the high tops on again, but you need to have LeBron James in attendance. So just a little bit of a high bar there for the guys. All right. And to finish up your question about who in Ohio to watch, 23, not really anybody, but in 24, obviously, Roebuck and Luke Hamilton are the two we're watching right now. But I can guarantee by week three of the season, I'll probably have new names to insert into that mix as we get into the recruiting cycle. Yep. Kids do grow, so that helps. Yep. Cameron Souter hits the other topic everyone's going to ask about, William. Any news on Haynes, comma, justice, running back out of Georgia? Uh, running back has always been a topic of conversation in this class. They have Mark Fletcher in the fold from American Heritage, teammate of Brandon Ennis. Some see him as more of a power back and would like a three-down guy in here. Is Justin Haynes that fella? Uh, they would like him to be. I mean, he's tremendous talent, and he made his official visit to Ohio State uh, the weekend of June 24th with, with so many of the other big-name guys, and the visit went well. Um, certainly, he is considering Ohio State. I think in talking to, to different sources in Georgia, um, I get the vibe that Georgia may have a slight edge there for Justice Haynes, but I think Ohio State's got a shot. And I said before the visit, don't count the Buckeyes out of this one. They're more a player in this than a lot of people are giving them credit for. So, you know, I think that um, it'll likely come down to one of those two schools. I would probably give the edge right now to Georgia, but we'll see. You know, he's visited Alabama. He's visited Florida, Georgia High State. Those are his official visits, and we'll see. I'm also being told now that um, – Maybe baseball is not quite as big a factor, not in that he's not really good. He is. I mean, he's a very good pitcher with a 90, a left-handed pitcher with a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, he's also in a very good position player, so to speak. Not that position, the pitcher isn't a position, but by position player, I mean a guy that is is brought to the major leagues as an everyday player that plays the outfield, for instance, in his case. Um if he gets high enough, goes high enough in the draft, yeah, I still think that he could go that direction. I still think that's not out of the question. But I'm told that his preference is probably to go the football route in college. And I think it'll most likely be at either Georgia or Ohio State. Once again, his father, Ron Haynes, was a running back for the Steelers. But you're talking about a guy who's going to pitch and it's faster than Ricky Henderson. So I've never even heard of that. It's an incredible left-handed pitcher. It's just spectacular. So he really shed no tears for Justin Haynes' future is, is, is what I'm saying there. It's going to be glorious. All right, Bill, quickly. David Balachik, always good at the questions. How many linebackers do we take in 2023, Bill? I think it'll be at least two. And the two I have right now are Arvell Reese, who 
You know, I think uh, speaking for Mark there, he can speak in this, on this too. We're pretty sold on Arvell Reese. Um, I think he's a tremendous talent. Arvell Reese and Tackett Curtis um, are the two guys that uh, I think there's a decent, pretty good chance that'll end up in the class. Uh, Troy Bowles and, and uh, Raul Aguirre are, ba- are the four that made official visits to Ohio State in June. All right, Mark, you hit this one for me. Ed Rogers wants to know, can our top four second-year D linemen, everyone knows the names, JT, Jack, Mike, and uh, Tariq Williams, can they dominate against quality opponents? We haven't really seen either one of them play starters minutes. Maybe you could say JT did at times. How much faith do you have in those guys this year for Ohio State to really get where they need to go? And I've said this. When they're when Ohio State is a legit national championship threat, like legit, legit, they've always had a werewolf defensive end out there. Do they have it? Yeah, I think JT Tumaloa is special. I think it's just a matter of time before everybody else jumps on that train. Jack Sawyer should be special. We haven't seen it yet. Like you're saying, do we know? That's probably why we're getting the question. Um, you know what I would use as an indicator? Spring ball. Reports out of our own spring ball at Ohio State, and if you think we have a quality offensive line, is that the defensive line was giving them hell. That a lot of days in practice, the defensive line was making penetration, making plays in the backfield, and the offensive line had to work. That's an indicator right there that those guys are going to be able to hold up against quality opponents, is what the question was. Uh, and if you're at Ohio State, yeah, you should have a defensive line that does that week in and week out and dominates. But the guys you mentioned, I'm really high on Tumultulo. Uh, I think I can't wait for him to maybe live up to the hype I have for him because he's a player since I saw his film in high school. I thought he was going straight to the NFL. Mike Hauser asks, time is getting close to fall camp. We need two offensive linemen from the portal. Do you feel it would ha- feel it will happen? I do not. Um, I just don't think to get the kind of guy people want out of the portal, I assume it's a starter caliber player but you're not going to offer him a starting position. I just don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, I find it – I mean, is it possible there are guys out there who are willing to not start at their current spot and come here and be a backup? I don't see that happening. Is it possible? Sure. Um, but I don't see that as a likely fix. So, I, I would agree. I, I, you know, It's hard enough to get one quality offensive line transfer – that that could play and start at Ohio State or be a top line backup, let alone two. So I I don't see two guys coming here. Here, Here's a little wisdom about that. Uh, In the NFL, you see uh, running backs come off the couch and literally rush for 100 yards. If your left tackle goes down, there are no 6'6", 300-pound left tackles sitting on couches that will come in and replace your tackle. It's a rare body type. There's only so many of them. They don't go around forever. And if there were any in the portal that were that special or that good, they're gone. So, yeah, this is just a rare breed of animal that the NFL covets and college football is the same way. You don't find rare offensive linemen just sitting around in portals. And to piggyback on that, a good example of that, go to any of the Ohio State one-day position camps. They do the big guys in the morning. They do the skill guys, so to speak in the afternoon every single camp for years and years 
there are always way more skill guys in the afternoon session than there are big guys in the morning session because big guys are just not, there just aren't as many of them as there are six foot and 180 pound people walking around out there. All right, Bill, another running back question. Do you think Fletcher, comma Mark, flips to Miami? If so, do we not take a running back in this cycle? Optimism not high in this case for Haynes. No, I don't. I, I think Fletcher stays with Ohio State. You know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, he's like so many other great players. He's still getting recruited. Um, and that's pretty common, to be honest, in these day, in this day and age. But, no, I think uh, right now I, I think he stays with Ohio State. Does it change? We'll see. But that's my feeling right now as he stays with Ohio State. I think what you might have to watch with Fletcher and Miami is Miami's going with the NIL route I'm starting to read, and they're going to start buying guys. And here you go. You know, will that happen? This is Bill said, you know, these guys are always being recruited. This is a different kind of recruiting you're seeing right now. Like, I'm sure Miami, the first thing they said to him is, what did they give you? And his answer was, what do you mean, what did they give me? And their answer is, well, here's what we're going to give you. And now, now we're recruiting on a whole new you know, level. And here's what Ohio State will say to that, and you, you hope it's good enough. Uh, what we give you is what's going to happen in a year. Travion Henderson is going to go in the first round of the NFL draft, and he's going to make way more money at that point than, you, than you're going to get right now. Plus, you're going to get your NIL money once you come here and perform. So you're going to get it double. You're going to get it because we're going to develop you into the next Travion Henderson, for instance. And you're going to get your NIL money for, for your performance here as well. But my family needs gas money this week. And that's what they have to decide. You know, exactly right. It's, you know, that's so, yeah, just to play the devil's advocate. That's, that's what these kids are going to go through in this new age of recruiting. Yep. No question about it. Yeah. But here's the only thing I'll say to all that. And this is the one aspect of this we haven't seen yet. None of these kids have played after getting publicly paid yet. And some of them aren't going to play well. And that's going to have a negative effect in the media. I can just tell you as a sports writer, we used to have a policy. So if a guy runs a touch in high school, if you throw a touchdown pass, you don't mention the corner's name. Okay. Because he's a high school kid in college. You may mention it in pros. You hammer him for being beat. They're going to start to get hammered. Okay. And the kids that have signed for a bunch of dough and don't have a return on that, that's going to have a negative effect. And, I can tell you this, and Bill can speak to this too, as other sites have popped up over the last 15 years. There's usually a heavy investment in those sites in the very beginning. After about 18 months, the return on those investments isn't quite what they want it to be, and things change. So let's get over the first 18 months of this and the new money that's been pumped in there. When people start to see a lack of return on their investment, the money doesn't stay as green. So one thing you're going to see at Ohio State is because they're recruiting at the very top of the top, their hit rate's going to be higher. So these middle-leveling schools that are trying to bust kids in, I think their hit rate's going to be lower, and we're going to see things flatten out. Once again, I say this every time we talk about it, Ohio State, this has not affected them one bit, in my opinion, so far. Until they get knocked out of constant playoff contention, 
I'm not going to totally worry about it. All right, let's ask one more question and get out of here. Oh, I'll do it like this because it's it's on here about four times. Bill, the latest on Matteo Uyungle, who is soon to be, and if he's not already, the most popular recruit on the board among the among the nutters, I might add. <laughs> well, um, it, it's going to be a little while, folks, before we we find out anything about him. He's not one of these guys that took most or all of his official visits in June and will make a July decision. And some, unless something changes and I don't expect it to, that's not going to happen. You know, he's been to Oregon. He's been to Ohio state. He's been to USC. He's got two official visits yet to go. And right now the plan is for him to take those two official visits. We'll see where, where, they where? Uh, he hasn't really said where exactly okay. they'll be. He hasn't, he hasn't scheduled them yet. So that's, we'll see where, the, where, they end up, but I do expect him to take one, if not two. And I would not be at all surprised if he's one of these guys that takes it down to December and signing day before he announces. Now, he hasn't said he's going to do that. I just feel that this could be uh, a situation where he does that, where he decides that late. Um, right now, I still like where Ohio State stands overall. I, I feel if, again, I'm not even close to putting a crystal ball in for him right now because again he's only taken three visits and i think he'll take at least one or two and i think it's going to be a while but if i absolutely had to make a pick for him right now i would probably go ohio state and you know we did the waiting game for jt and that worked out mark you spoke on him I'm stating the obvious here but in your opinion mateo worth the wait yeah yeah definitely like, like we just said you don't find guys that look like that very often that have that strength and power uh, yeah, you wait on those type of guys. You covet those type of guys, and and you're you're crushed when you can't get them because building your defense and offensive line is what's going to take you to that final four every year, that final two. And guys like this in high school, you have to land them. And it's funny because you know Ohio State has proven that they can get the quarterback and the wide receivers as much as anybody else. But like you said, it's going to be the defensive linemen, in my opinion, that kind of tell the tale. Our tale is done here. We appreciate it. I think this, if I'm looking at my numbers correctly, this might be the most watched live show we've had, and we appreciate that. Stick to the site. We'll have updates all day on everything good. Appreciate these dudes stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.